This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. A new report out from the Penn Wharton Budget Model looks at the strong rise in prime age women in the workforce during 2023. And that was very good news since so many women left the workforce when the coronavirus pandemic hit. But what's behind this recent surge? We asked that and more of Alex Arnon of the Penn Wharton Budget Model, Director of Business, Tax, and Economic Analysis. Alex, great to have you back with us. Thanks for your time. Uh, great to be here. Thanks for having me on. So take us through what we've seen here in 2023 with this rise, with this return of prime age women into the workforce. Sure. So the, the headline is that what we have seen is women reaching the highest employment rate uh, in U.S. history. Here we're talking about prime age women. So that's women 25 to 54 in their prime working age years. And, you know, for the first time uh, in data, in history that we can observe, uh, more than three quarters of these prime age women are in the workforce. Uh, and, you know, we see a number of interesting trends underlying that which we can uh, which we can get into and, and how much of this is connected to what we've seen in terms of a rise of women attaining uh, a college education or a high level degree and how much does that connect directly to that so this that is a huge part of it uh, and you know this is linking back to much longer running trends things that have been happening for close to a century now as women have you know, entered the workforce and gradually closed the gap relative to men. Um, and a, a, just a huge part of that has been the attainment of college degrees among women. And you know, what we have seen over the last few decades is that in terms of school attendance in college, and especially in advanced degrees, women have just raced so far ahead of men. Uh, and and you know, so what we see now is the share of prime-age women who have a college degree is substantially higher than for men. And these women, the women with college degrees, are definitely the ones driving the rise in overall women's employment. And now I guess you even have to throw in the component of remote work as a factor here, especially for women who have children, uh, who have the ability to be able to work from home a couple of days a week uh, instead of, uh, you know, being in the office five days a week. Yeah, absolutely. And and that was really actually where we started. You know, we were trying to understand how much of this, uh, you know, remarkable rise in women's employment is just a consequence of the shift to remote work. Uh, and, you know, we, we see is definitely that is a factor, uh, but it is not as quite as important as I think we had expected going into this. What we see is that this trend of rising women's employment, especially among college educated women, especially among college educated mothers, uh, that has been going on since long before the pandemic for the last couple of decades or so. And, you know, that's not to say that remote work isn't still part of that. I think gradually in the couple of decades, a decade or two leading up to the pandemic, we did see, you know, increasing ability to do at least some work remotely uh, that probably did yeah. contribute. Um, but yeah. Well, and, and for the longest time, I think it was associated that uh, a woman who also had to worry about the care of a child uh, was kind of impacted with a quote-unquote child penalty as well. So I guess is that decreasing as well? Absolutely. And and so that is, you know, probably the single biggest factor or the, the biggest dimension of this is that what happens after a woman, especially a college-educated woman, gives birth 
that has shifted dramatically over the last few decades. And, you know, the the likelihood that a, a woman giving birth, a new mother, is going to be dropping out of the labor force on a permanent basis, that is shrinking and shrinking over time. Women have become much more likely. You know, they have a kid, and then they do go back to work. They pick things back up and continue along their career. Uh, you know, it is still, there's definitely not symmetry with men. We see a much bigger impact on women, but the gap is shrinking there. But you have seen, though, a decline uh, although probably a little bit smaller than the rise on the on the female side, but a decline in terms of the men in the prime work age who are working at this point. That is tr- uh, that is trended a little bit lower in the last few decades as well. Yes, yeah. The the, sh- the employment rate of prime age men has been you know, slowly trending down for a very long time now. Uh, you know that is accelerated by recessions, uh, but is clearly related to longer running structural changes in the economy. And so, yes, at the same time as we've seen women hit their all time high employment rate, uh, men are still several percentage points below where they were several decades ago. So with the rise of of women uh, in the workforce because of a lot of these factors, especially the one about uh, college attainment, college degree, et cetera, I guess we also have to look at outside factors as well, because obviously part of the the discussion around a college education is the cost. And in some cases, it it has been uh, a wall that some people have not been able to clear. Yeah, absolutely. So this is not something we really touched on in our work of who it is that actually ends up going to college. Uh, but this is definitely a big part of the story of both access to college, you know, the ability to uh, survive for long enough economically uh, to actually get that degree. Uh, it is definitely not evenly distributed. Uh, and, you know, I think we do see that reflected in, in what kind of women are entering the workforce, what kind of jobs they're going into. This is not you know, broad based uh, increases in employment. It is definitely concentrated, you know, in certain industries among uh, certain types of women. In terms of those women with a child, does the age of the child play a role in terms of the, the, the availability that a woman has uh, in terms of uh, the level of, of work they would do in the office or work at home? Yes. Yeah, so, I, well, absolutely. And, you know, definitely, um, I think any, anybody who has had a, a newborn at home will know that there is considerably more time and attention and work involved in, in the younger children and, you know, that is where we have seen most of the change over the last two decades is in uh, how do mothers with very young children, newborns and toddlers, uh, how do they relate to the workforce? And so, you know, the biggest change by far has been that right after giving birth, when the kids are at their youngest, when it is most, uh, you know, the, the uh, care and attention from the parents is most critical, uh, those are the the. Uh, with the mothers who have become much more likely to work is the mothers with the youngest children, uh, with newborns, with infants. Um, and, and so, yeah, so, so that is definitely a big part of what is happening. This is not like mothers with teenagers becoming much more likely to work. It is mothers with young children and particularly newborns. All right. Alex, great to have you back with us. Thanks very much for your time. Great. Thank you. Great to be here. Alex Arnon, you got it. Alex Arnon, Director of Business Tax and Economic Analysis with the Penn Wharton Budget Model. To explore more content from the Wharton School, visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.